an Emmy winner writes a book. And that's just a short story of this. Stay tuned next to find out more. This is Book Circle Online, featuring in-depth discussion, insight, news, and commentary on all the world's leading book titles and their authors. And now, Book Circle Online. <laughs> We're laughing already. Hi, you guys. Welcome to Book Circle Online. I'm James Lodge Jr. I'm your host for today's show. And I have someone I had the pleasure of sitting down with before. I just say the pleasure. He's off camera right now. You don't see we the lay down. I will take a nap right now. Oh, I will take a nap. But we're going to talk, and we're going to have a very interesting talk, because this book, The Grouchy Historian, an old-time lefty defends our constitution against right-wing hypocrites and nutjobs. They're out there. Those are the words you use. So these are the words he used. And this book is very fascinating. I say run, don't walk at this book. I read it cover to cover. I actually, and I used to, you shouldn't do this, I say, if you're a really book lover, but... I folded down pages that I wanted to ask you about because I oh, actually, sure. I mean, there are things I want to ask, but it's that it's that good. And the buck um, stops here. The buck stops here. That's right. Now you guys know him, of course, from as as Lou Grant from several different series, Mary Tyler Moore Show and Lou Grant. He's still working. He does movies. He has a one man show. It's called. Oh, was it a one man and his prostate? A man and his <laughs> a man and his prostate, which yeah. he's performing this weekend in Salem, Oregon. Um, he, he was in a two movie. Two men would be two men and their prostates. They'd be like, they'd be like kind of like an orgy, right, or something like that. It'd be kind of weird. Um, yeah, so it's just one man. That's prostate. It's all you need on this that's show. All, the, it's one like, woman would be preferable. And that's it. Um, he's a seven-time Emmy winner, and he keeps me on my toes whenever I see him. He's a two-term, two-term Screen Actors Guild president. My friend Ed Asner. Hi. Hi, Ed. How are you? You're looking awful cute. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Ed. Okay, well, I want to say about this book, because, I mean, seriously, people, and this was written with Ed Weinberger. You guys didn't pull any punches in this book. No, no, you can tell by the video. Yeah, you're, you're, you got calloused hands, yeah, I can tell, right. yes. Now, I mean, I mean and I want to start with the actual book cover, because, <laughs> first of all, you use the words, you know, hypocrites and nut jobs. Yeah. <laughs> and on the back of the book, I, I have to ask you these, these, these questions. On the back of the book, it tells you, it's like a little kind of thing about the grouchy historian on. Uh, Ted Cruz, you say, his autobiography, A Time for Truth, I had to chuckle, a faith-based romance in which the hero falls in love with himself at an early age. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, my God, you're so bad. Um, I'm just going to read all, you have to get the books to read all, but then there's it one. It helped his career. <laughs> no, it didn't do anything, did it? Um, historians. An objective historian is a contradiction in terms, like a compassionate conservative or Fox News. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, you know what, Ed? One day I was at a relative's house and she was listening to watching Fox News. And I wasn't watching it with her because my eyes would bleed. But I was in the corner and I could hear them talking. It's very interesting listening to them. Really? In a way that the way they turn everything their way. Well, the Nazi propaganda taught them a few things. Isn't that crazy? You yeah. listen. You listen. I wasn't watching them; just listening to them. It was like, wow. So this book really is needed. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, what was the impetus of writing this book? Getting this book out. Well, I got sick and tired of these bums and and their their supposed ownership of the Constitution. The Constitution belongs to all of us. Mm -hmm. It's about time the American people. Well, the the elections in Virginia and New Jersey certainly helped demonstrate yes. that yes. perhaps the people are arising. Mm -hmm. They're waking up. Yeah. Because, I, you know, people, people don't understand this. I always tell people, we have a right. You know, our right is to vote. There are people who died for us, so some of us can vote today. And that voting can make a change mm -hmm. for either direction. <laughs> I mean, as, as long as they don't dictate the borderlines of the states and the cities. Mm -hmm. And they try to do that all the time. All the time. Too. 
Yeah. But it's like, but you're, you're, you have, you, we as people, we have, they, people forget, they work for us, don't they? they? They're supposed to. They're supposed to. They're getting rich doing it. Why, Why shouldn't not? they do some work? Right. Exactly. I like that. Uh-huh. Exactly. Um, and in this book, you do break things down in a really great way. You can, it's, it's, it's great. It's a great read. And you talk about the Constitution. You talk about the Bill of Rights, about the Founding Fathers and the Framers. I mean, you really do break it down. And so anybody who has, has no clue what the Constitution is or anything, read this book because you'll get an education. It was very well written. Thank you. You'll get an education on what's going on. And then, of course, you touch on a few people <laughs> in the book, like Ben Carson, your buddy Ann Coulter, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Ted Cruz, of course. And you do mention, because sadly, again, we had another, you know, few days ago, another shooting. You mentioned the gun in the NRA, too, another thing in there. Um, but with this, with this book, the first thing I want to talk about first is, were you, I, I probably know the answer already, was there anything you wouldn't talk about in the book in, in, the, in relation to this stuff? Were you just like, I'm going to write the truth as you see it, as you've well, read it? Ed and I argued quite a bit, mm-hmm. a great deal. I, I think uh, George Washington uh, certainly was it more for the money than... Uh, Ed is willing to admit to, okay. and uh, he uh, certainly profited by his prominence in this country and in his positions. So uh, uh, every one of them was uh, out to make money. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least a third of them failed at it, right. went bankrupt. So they were learning lessons as they went strived along. Yeah, as went along, yeah. to frame our Constitution. Yeah. Uh, a great many of them were lawyers. Mm-hmm. Uh, a number of them, particularly the Southerners, owned slaves. Yes. And uh, one of the one of the best written chapters is one conceived by Ed Weinberger on uh, um, James Madison's um, personal slave. Yes. Billy. Yeah. And uh, he wrote a wonderful chapter on that. And Billy was eventually freed after he served another master and went to work for Madison as his uh, uh, businessman. Isn't, isn't that interesting? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? And drowned at sea. That's so sad. Mm. After all that, he drowned, he drowned at sea. Yeah. That's really, really sad. Yeah, because people, I guess people today don't really know who, <laughs> we hear these names in school. Now, I don't know about you. I was last in high school over 30-something years ago, so I don't remember every single thing either. 30 years, you failed. I was was in high school for nine years. Oh, good. good. (laughs) It was that algebra. I kept failing algebra. Well, Um, I cheated a lot in high school, so it's probably due for me to go back. Yeah, so I go back, too. But people, people don't just don't. They hear names like, you know, Thomas Jefferson or this. They don't really know who they are. No. And your book talks about them. It talks about them in a real way. Yes, yes. We identify them fairly well. Yeah. And I think one good thing about our book is everybody talks about Jefferson, Adams, yes. uh, Hancock. Uh, n- not a great deal of time is spent on Madison, who was like the real creator of yeah. the Constitution. Yeah. And the Constitution, people are using it today, <laughs> and you mentioned this in the book too, to kind of their own use. And, and it's, but it's not, some of the things are not, you show in the book, some of the things are not true. The Constitution wasn't set up certain ways for certain things. Well, there's a wonderful editorial in the New York Times today Ooh, okay. about the uh, unnecessariness of the Electoral College mm. and proving how it goes against democracy 
by having the Electoral College. It was designed to protect slave owners. It was designed to protect the small states. And yet it, it denies the absoluteness of majority rule. Mm -hmm. We see how, it, I mean, this last election especially, and before, how disparate things were. When it comes yeah. to, I mean, just it's, I mean, I always feel like when I was reading your book too, there were things that were set up at that time period for that time period. Well, a slave was three-fifths of right. a person. Right. Isn't that yeah. amazing? I mean, I would have been three-fifths of a person back then, yeah. basically. So well, they... you're four-fifths now, I think. <laughs> I look at you. I, on... You know, I don't, want, I don't want the mule. I want the acreage. That's what I, that's what I want. I want some land. That's what, yeah. I, that's what I want. I want some land. Let me to get that. Baby. I think I've got my live television. I love it. Um, but no, I mean, but, but there are things that were written... For, I mean, that were written for a certain time period by people who only lived up to that time period. Yeah. Like, no one yeah. envisioned 200 years later, well, 300 years later. The, the Second Amendment carries a great deal of yes. controversy and uh, differentiation. And uh, Ed and I don't particularly agree on that. Oh, really? Because he thinks that, uh, that it's strictly meant for malicious. Mm. And you say individuals, and you say it's no. There's no mention of that in that. No. Right, right. No. I read it in the book. I read that. There's no mention, mention of that in in the Second Amendment. No, uh, that each person should own a gun. No, right. no, absolutely not. And uh, there, with, with what guns have become now, Congress could get off its rich fat ass, and uh, and uh, look at this problem again, and make some rules. So that madmen can't so easily get guns. But what do you say to people who will say, "Oh, it's too soon to talk about after a shooting happens"? They say it every single shooting. It's too, too so, soon. Too my soon. Ass. Yeah, exactly. Like, why is it too soon? Yeah. Is it the, to the time to talk about it? And they end up not doing anything. I know, I know. And just they keep it keeps happening. Now it's happening so frequently. Yeah. It's just. I mean. It's, I mean. Not saying. I mean. It probably was always happening on some level, but to the way it's happening now. No, it's, it's, it's not. It's not happened that same way. You think so? You think it's just increased over years? It's gotten oh, worse God, and worse yes, and worse. Yeah. Yes. They're mad. They're mad, and and repeating weapons are uh, an easy way to uh, torch the madman. Yeah. And I, I always felt also back then with the with especially with guns. Obviously, it was a it was a frontier like atmosphere back then. Your nearest neighbor was like yeah. fifty miles away. Yeah, you wouldn't have something to have a gun that would kill a deer. If you need right, it. right. And again, I have no problem with like deer hunters and things like that. I mean, there's a there's a lot of deer. I used to work in, in farming ag. There's a lot of deer that overpopulate, and you got to take care of that yeah. stuff. But other than that, me in L.A., I don't need a rifle. No, you don't. But I don't. No, you don't. Well, you know, I, <laughs> I would have liked one. The night the coyotes took my cat. Oh, they, oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> uh -huh. You know, actually, there are a few raccoons there in my neighborhood I don't like right now either. Raccoons have fingers, Ed. They have fingers. Oh, and they use them. I know one knocked on my door. I was like, "Hello, I'm not home. Go I away." Saw one picking his nose. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know. Oh, I want you to explain to people out there who may not know. As you read this book, there is a lot of things you mentioned. Charles Beard. Yeah. Can you mention who he is just briefly? Who he is? Because some people don't know who he is. You want me to tell you? Yeah, just, oh. just briefly. Just well, he, he wrote a, uh, a very definitive history of the United States, yes. which was uh, deemed too controversial and too unattractive. And uh, so he was drummed out of respect uh, because his, uh, his comments on the framers and the Constitution were not necessarily flattering. And seeing people, uh, it's all about flattery. It's still yeah, today, right on social media. It's still today, right? 
So I think, uh, what was it, 1923 is when he wrote it, I believe. And uh, they came down on him hard. But uh, uh, present-day examination of Charles Beard and his and his book, uh, I think it's the History of the American People. Yes, it was recently, yes. Uh, uh, a lot of what he said is apt. Mm-hmm. And this is true. Um, it should be restored. Yeah. Well, you're helping with in the book. You have them in the book. You let's talk hope. about it. Yeah, let's hope let's it happens. Hope. It's the way there. Um, some of the things you mentioned, too, that I love, because um, these are things that are so, I mean, people don't, may not know this because you never know what the media tells you. And uh, like one of the things, the framers were all devout Christians. What? The framers were all devout oh, Christians. And, it's like, and that goes like, to the whole church and state and how, why mm-hmm. we're all set in the first place. Um, they were all deists. There was only one actual church core, and that was John Adams, and he was a Unitarian, which is the same as not being a church core. Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, and here's one you brought up, too. The greatest influence in the Constitution was the Bible. And uh, you bring up a good point. Why doesn't the preamble say, we the chosen people? I like that. I just, I, I, there's some things in here that just made me chuckle, yeah. but they're true. Your point is true, and your point is true. It's like... Um, to understand the, kids, the Constitution, you have had to read the Federalist Papers. Yeah. And you're like, nobody can read those papers. What? He said, nobody can read the Federalist Papers. <laughs> like, you can't even read those. Um, uh, Madison well, and Hamilton wrote them. I also point out, the, the guys who wrote it don't yep. even uh, agree with what it says. Yeah. And then, of course, the big one, one of the big ones, the Constitution gives everyone a right to own a gun. You know, like the framers didn't want didn't want everyone to have a vote, let alone a gun. Which I believe, hello, I believe, I believe that. <laughs> those, those people over there, they don't even they know about. It. Just, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's the popcorn crowd. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, but it's, it's funny. They didn't they didn't want anybody to have a vote back when they, they started the Constitution. They didn't want me to have a vote and really not have a gun. I'm, I'm sure, or women have a gun, or women have a vote. I'm sure back then. Well, I I have nothing against guns. I. I, first of all, we have to create some legislation as to who can buy one and what kind of gun they can buy. And mm-hmm. the law stinks. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's, a, it's a, an insufferable law that allows these things to happen. I know. It's just, it's getting, just getting sadder and sadder. Um, the framers believed in term limits. I was going to ask you, do you, do you believe in term limits? Do I? Mm-hmm. You know, it's a difficult argument yeah, because it's kinda... there, there's the the sainted there's the, there would be the legislator of the left who fights and works for everything I believe in. Mm-hmm. I would hate to see him phased right. out, but at the same time, you can get the fascists out. So right. it's, it's it's problematic. I agree with you. I agree with you. I was like, because there's some people. I'm like, yes, there should be a term mm-hmm. And so you're like, well, they're doing a fine job, and if they can still govern or be in the Senate or represent them, if they still could do their job, then why if, not? If, if, if each of them had a negative-defined negative vote mm-hmm. opposite him, then I would say I would not believe in term limits at all. Yeah. Right. Do, speaking of election today, do you feel a sense of change by this, by some of the wins we've gotten across the country? The types of wins we got across the country. I am very worried about our country. I feel that uh, just as I feel Hollywood is chaotic now. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yes. And I feel the country is chaotic. And uh, I also realize that a lot of this is going on in the world. Mm -hmm. There are tremendous disturbances, and and the ascendancy of the right 
in many countries besides us. Yeah. Uh, I think if we can stop our militarism and our Republican-dominated uh, legislatures, then mm. we'll be in good shape. I can't speak for the rest of the world. Yeah, do you, but do you think that our the other side, the Democratic side, do you think they can pull it together? Well, the people's victories in New York yeah. and New Jersey, New Jersey and, yeah. and, uh, and, and New York, too. Yeah. Uh, uh, de Blasio. He won uh, again. Yeah, again. he won again. Uh, so uh, uh, hopefully that will stiffen the spine and create voice boxes for the limp Democrats in Congress. I like that. I like that. I like that. Yeah. And it may even change the way people vote for people. Mm -hmm. We may even get more Democrats. Oh, oh I, I, they don't have to be Democrats. They can be Democratic Socialists like Bernie Sanders. Mm -hmm. I would be fine with yeah, the yeah, me too. of those guys. Me too. Uh, are you a fan of Jerry Brown? I've known him in the past. I'm going to say we've known him in the past. Yeah. You knew when he was dating Linda Ronstadt? <laughs> yeah, around that time. <laughs> around that time. Because I mean, he's somebody who's had a very, very interesting career. I'm just jealous then. <laughs> she was hot back then. She mm -hmm. was. Um, but I'm saying it's funny. He had an interesting career because he went from being, you know, God, well, he comes from a family, of course, of that. And then he was a governor. Then he became a mayor of Oakland. I mean, he kind of went away, kind of went that, and then came back around. I, I was no big fan of his at the time he became mayor of Oakland. Yeah. He seemed to lose his voice I agree in that, that period. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. But since then, I, from what I read, uh, he's uh, done a good job of trying to create this solid blue wall on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. And he's made some successes. And he's certainly done a good job in California. Yeah, he has. And that's why they said we're doing really well because of him, because, you know, we came from Schwarzenegger before that. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I have no argument against Arnold. I, I think for a Republican, he didn't screw it up. Has <laughs> <laughs> you ever worked with Arnold at all? Or, no, no, I met know, him, him, but I didn't. didn't work with him, yeah. I mean, my, my daughters work for the state, so they had to work underneath all. Say what? Uh, my daughters work for the state, so they used to work underneath uh, Arnold. Oh, you got, a, you got a plum job for your daughters. Yeah, they, they're, they're good. Yeah. They, they make more money than I do. Who helped get them that job? <laughs> Their mother. Because she has a state job, too. Oh. See, they, they, got, they got in. What's her name, Kamala Harris? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, people, are, people, now, people are talking about her as a potential in the future yeah. president. Yeah. Well, she's spoken very well. Yeah. And she stands very well. Yeah. She's she good. bad to look at. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to ask you, this is a little bit off topic, I'm curious. How are you about all the Hollywood stuff going on right now? I mean, it's just it's just like chaos at the moment, isn't it? Well, it's symbolic of the world. See, that's a good that's I a mean, good that, point. That uh, that uh, suffrage of women has um, caused a lot of suffering. Yeah, but I like that. It's, it's, it is it is representative of the world at large. Yeah, we got we got to pull it together. That's why this book is so good because you're really telling people read this book, you know, see what I'm talking about. I'm showing you examples of how things were. Like the like this is like things you show up. how civil minded you are and burn it. <laughs> no burning books. No burning Just books. Save my picture. He's like <laughs> frame it, frame it. And, it. and I'm so, but I'm so glad you touched upon something that is that I grew up. I grew up learning this thing where there was a separation of church and state. That's why they left England. That's why they came here. Also, and how it's being. Church and state are being used and, so and much it's, now. It's a rule, and yet, yeah. What what has happened primarily in the South and Midwest? Yes, with evangelicals carrying the day and dictating. Uh, the whole anti-communist campaign 
Yes. Uh, the blacklisting campaign. Yes. Was stimulated yes. by evangelicals and and uh, and the the. Uh, the South and Midwest, right? Primarily because of red channels, I suppose. Well, it's just—it's just, it's just uh, the point is like, like you said, it's just so weird. Like we were so far removed from the beginning of that. That's the whole point. They didn't want them mingling together. They didn't want them existing. Like you, you have church over here, but here's our government. Yeah. And now everybody, like you said, you said Senator Ted Cruz, this built this country was built on Judeo-Christian values. Like, well, not really. It wasn't. That wasn't what it was built on. Well, they're pretty good values. Yeah, I they're great. Won't have to say they're yeah. not. But the, 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 what most people don't realize is that almost all of the framers were children of the Enlightenment. Mm. And as Ed coined the phrase, they read uh, uh, Hume, Montesquieu, I forget who else uh, he mentioned in there. Uh, but the important thing was that Hume and Montesquieu read the framers. Mm. The thing about your book too is you made everybody seem kind of just human. These are, these were these were men. Some had agendas, <laughs> and some had their own things going on that helped shape our nation. These were all just these were men. These aren't mythical creatures. These yeah, aren't yeah. you know people who thought of these grandiose things. Like they were trying to put a country together. We've got a great deal to be proud of. Yes. If only we concentrate on making the things we should be proud of, not owned by the right wing or the alt right. And to celebrate the freedom that we have advertised but rarely practiced. And the blacklist would be one of the finest yeah. examples of that. God, I know. It's like we are, we really are. I mean, and that's, that's the thing. I feel like this book is like saying you guys love your country. And that's why you're writing this book because you really mm -hmm. want to help your country. Mm -hmm. You're from, you're here. You love your country. This is not really a trying to. I served my two years. <laughs> yeah. You see, but I seriously, you communism in right. France. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But also, you live here and you love you love your country, mm -hmm. and you don't like the way it's going. No. And that's why to me it was almost like a love like a love thing too. Like I'm just letting you guys know. Here's some truth that I know. I want to share it with you. Read this and let's see if we can make some change happen. Okay, I'll take questions. Because <laughs> I mean, you, I just I feel that from you that you you love your country, and that's why and that's why you feel deeply about it, right? I mean, it, it. First of all, much about America is myth. We have preached the myth, and people have come here to take part in the myth, mm -hmm. because they were leaving worse behind. Yes. But the world was caught up with us, and we have to start thinking in terms of emulating not just the American myth, mm. but taking good ideas from other countries, mm. such as socialism. Right. That's something that the, the word used to cause people to spit and yeah. to, to, to make the sign of the cross, right. whatever. They don't know anything about socialism. Mm. How many of them realize that much of the practices that FDR and his Congress installed were socialist? Mm -hmm. Unemployment, uh, 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 Social Security, mm -hmm. uh, what little we had of Medicare, right? Uh, so many things. Mm -hmm. Old age pensions. Yeah. Uh, women. Mm -hmm. uh, I've I've felt recently that with this present Supreme Court, that uh, it's conceivable, depending on what the public emotions are at the time that this Supreme Court could conceivably negate Roe v. Wade. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. 
It's like we should. Nobody should. You said no one should be telling women what to do with their bodies. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not, not my job. Not yours. I mean, who, who tells them what to do? Besides, you have your kids. Yes, yeah, I'm already. I'm already done. <laughs> I'm already done. I have kids and grandkids. I'm done already. I probably populated the earth. How many do you have? Three grandkids, two daughters. Uh-huh. Like crazy. So I'm already done. I'm done. I'm done. Trust me, I'm done. I'm not doing it anymore. Well, I looked at you and said he's done. It's just- <laughs> <laughs> now, one thing I want to ask you—it's kind, of, it's kind of a cheeky question—but it's, um, what would Lou Grant be? What, what kind of, what kind, what party would he be associated with? Who would he back? I mean, I mean, what, what do you think? He'd be an old line Democrat, probably. Yeah. Uh, if somebody tried to talk him into being a socialist, he'd say, "Nah, nah, that's going too far for me." And I'd, uh, 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 he'd hedge. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I thought that you might say that. I thought you might say that. Would he, would he have liked Bernie Sanders? Oh, I think so. Yeah, I think he would. He's a regular guy. Yeah. Regular yeah, guy. that's okay. That's right. Yes, the regular guy. Yeah, that's a, that's a funny thing. I, I myself think that uh, Bernie didn't push it enough. Mm. I think he, uh, he uh, decided to be a gentleman. Mm. And uh, these aren't necessarily the best times for gentlemen. Hmm. Interesting. That's very, that's very interesting. That's very interesting. I like that. Yeah. He's. I mean, he's out there, but but his time is done, isn't it? At this point, or do you think he has a chance? No. Although we ought to take a lesson from here. I believe it's a guy named Adenauer who ruled into his nineties. Oh wow. he? In Germany. Wow. That's. Yeah. It's a long time. And just like you, because you are still working, I want to mention to people out there, he's making appearances. So this book, I mean, you need to get this book. I mean, The Grouchy Historian is so good. He's this weekend in, in, uh, in Oregon, a wonderful place that I like to go to and get lost in. It's called Powell's Bookstore. It's in Oregon. It's in downtown Oregon. He's there this weekend. He's also doing his one-man show, A Man His Prostate, in Salem, Oregon. And here, you Los Angeles folks, you're here in L.A., December 14th. It's basically about a month from now. He'll be at the Grove, Barnes and Noble, from seven to nine. Love Barnes what and do Noble. You mean, what do you mean, December? Is it December? Yeah, no, December. No, 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 no. Yes. We've been told it's all December. We're in November. I know, but you're doing the December. December. Lena, people know when they see this. Oh, Barnes and Noble. Yeah, Barnes and Noble. I thought you were talking about towels. No, no, no. That's what, that's what I said this weekend. Oh. This, is, this is for people to know if they, when they watch this again in December. They know. Don't forget that you've got the audio version of the book, too. Oh, did you, did you, did you narrate that? Yeah. Oh, audio! So is it audio? Audio ball? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can audio ball. Yeah, the audio version. You can listen to him put you to sleep when you're laying in bed and get all your hey, knowledge. Hey, hey. I, 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 I was finishing it up. I said, get your knowledge while you're sleeping. You heard him. You heard him. They say it's better to get knowledge while your eyes are closed. Well, that's what I was told. <laughs> you, <laughs> like, you do blink a lot. I do. do yeah. <laughs> I'm not that smart, so I, I I stay awake a lot. So I'm not that smart. I don't agree. Yeah, from, from Simon and Schuster. So the, the, wow, that's the, great. Audio. Simon and Schuster. That's yeah. great. Audio. It's an audiobook. That's, that's good. That'd be good. You you really are like you work. You are out there working. Is there any other reason for being alive? I like that. Yeah. Thank you, Ed, for being on the show. I love being here. It's like you're always you're always a good time. You're you're one of the most gracious hosts oh, I know. Thank you. You really are. Thank you. Thank you. The book is called The Grouchy Historian, you guys. Run out and get it. Or go on Amazon and buy it. You can get it anywhere, get it delivered to your house. It's so good. I read this in a day and a half. You will see you will not put it down. You will do, you'll start reading it and you'll be you'll be in. Um, you'll get it. And of course this interview will be on iTunes. You can listen to us talking, or you can be on YouTube and watch us talk. They'll be there for the rest of your lives, the rest of our lives, the rest of my life, your life, um, out there uh, under Book Circle Online. We're also under Book Circle On on Twitter, Book Circle Online everywhere else. I'm James Lodge, your host, here with Ed Asner. He's at the only Ed Asner on Twitter. 
Because you're the only one, apparently. Yes. <laughs> you're the only yeah. one. He's there. You can well, follow him there. Such a difficult name. I, I know. Like, like, who else is Ed Asner? But mm-hmm. he's the only Ed Asner on Twitter. Yes. You can follow him there, and he'll, he'll talk to you, I'm sure. And I will see you next time. Thank you. From executive producers Kevin Undergaro, Maria Menounos, and Jeffrey Masters, thanks for tuning in to Book Circle Online. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. To suggest a book title or their author, you can tweet us at Book Circle On. This is Book Circle Online. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 